Can you tell me which Zen master sang that in one of his lectures? If you can, by the end of this, you'll win a prize. It doesn't take much work in now. But I've just been dancing around listening to one of his albums, one of the ones that Akira the Dons put out. And... um. Trying to get in the mood to do this because, bugger me, the muse isn't coming through this evening, my friends. It's Sunday as I record this. This is Borderline. This is Poland's number 36 ranked pod- comedy podcast. As Carlos informed me via Hotmail, I got an email today saying, did you know that your podcast is ranked number 36 in the Polish comedy charts? Just letting you know, just some random guy. So I'm assuming that this pod, this email is not just a friendly guy just letting me know that I'm doing all right in Poland. He's probably going to follow this up with some sort of sales pitch. But uh, it's nice to know that the people of Poland are digging borderline, as are at least two people in Russia. I finally, the stats are coming through for this podcast. First of all, thank you to everyone that is listening to this. Uh, I appreciate all of you, my friends. And thank you also if you recently follow Borderline's new Instagram account. And if you haven't followed Borderline's new Instagram account, follow Borderline's new Instagram account. How do I find it, Buckles? It's at Borderline with Danny Buckler on Instagram. That's all the information I have to give on that. I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, so you can sort of interact and we can, uh, I don't know, do Instagram stuff. Be Instagram mates. Social media is a, a, a mystery to me, mate. I'm telling you. I'm, the only thing I know about social media is that I am incapable of developing a following on it. And think of that statement as crafty anti-marketing. No one wants to feed the hungry dog. Welcome. It's Sunday afternoon as I record this. I've been trying to get in the zone. I am in the zone. What the zone? What is the zone? The focus state. The zone. Work hard. Define your grind. And all that other stuff they shout at you on Instagram to make you feel like you're failing. I hate those memes. Work hard. Work. Work. Work hard. Poor push yourself. Push yourself. Cut your life off. Define your grind. All that kind of oof. I mean, yeah, put in a shift. But, you know, take some time to smell the roses. And there's my wisdom for the afternoon. I've been smelling the rose. Well... So I've been at Barker and Stonehouse today, our local, uh, what's the word for it? I don't know what the word, furniture store slash coffee house is the only way I can describe this, this designer place. It's up the road from where I'm sitting now. It's a big furniture store and they sell that really lovely sort of designer furniture that looks like you've made it yourself. But, you know, the sort of thing you imagine you're going to find in a charity shop, but you never quite do. You know, you go in a charity shop and you think you're going to walk out dressed like Johnny Depp. But it never quite comes off. I'm a big fan of a charity shop, by the way. Most of the furniture in this house um, appears to have come from a, a charity shop, such as it is. But but so but these are these beautiful furnishings that look rustic. You know, a, a chair that looks lived in on purpose and will cost you four hundred quid. Actually, that's cheap for in there. I say four hundred quid. This you know you don't want to get a couple of grand for a reading chair. 400 quid gets you some dining room chairs in Barker and Stonehouse. But it's got a secret coffee shop up in the roof, which I like to go and sit in because it's nice and it's lit up and it's airy. And and normally it's quiet. You know, normally it's not because not many people seem to know about it. So you can go in there, you're sort of 
guaranteed you're going to get a table, guaranteed you can look out the window, you know, and appreciate the plants. Oh, but apparently not on a Sunday. Because Sunday appears to be arsehole day in Barker and Stonehouse. There's one thing that gets on, that grinds my gears, my friends. It's gazumping on a table in a coffee shop. Like, I'm not a pub person. Never have been. I'm a coffee shop. I like cafe culture. I like coffee shops. I love sitting on a cafe in Europe, in Spain or Italy, and watching the world go by and fantasising that I'm this sort of romantic Orson Welles figure who's sitting there in the ambiance finding his muse. And obviously, you know... Travel is restricted at the moment. It's the wheels, the, the, the restrictions are coming off, but I've been trying to capture that vibe. And I found this coffee and it's lovely. And the people that work there are great and wonderful to chat to. And the, it's nice food and it's the right side of expensive and nice coffee. But honest, but gazumping on tables, regardless of venue. I, it's that thing when you're in the queue and you've seen a table and you're next in the queue and then... Up behind you comes some dick with his girlfriend and he sends her to grab the table. So he's behind you in the queue, but she's just grabbed the table. Ooh. Ooh, that winds me up. That really winds me up. That's like proper mate. That's not observing queue etiquette. Like, he'd have the coffee out of your mug if he could. He, do you know what I mean? If there was, like, one donut left and you're next in the queue, he's the arsehole can't behind you and sort of say, grab the donut before he gets a chance to order it. So I had that going on today. Three times I got gazumped. Three times while I was ordering. I watched three tables disappear while, while I was in the process of by people who haven't ordered, who haven't put in the work, who haven't joined the queue. It was a 15-minute queue when I joined. I've got to the front. There's no one behind me. Then these three come up. Now, one lady's got a mum with her. I forgive her. The mum's old. Fair enough. I'm a gentleman. But the guy with the girlfriend, he's made an enemy for life. I nearly followed him and got his license plate number. I'm going to put a hex on him. Stealing my tables. The other gazumpers, the other thing that gets my, I mean, this is the other thing. I'm, I'm, I, I find a nice coffee house. I really get involved with it. I love, I, you know, a, a place where I can go. I can get my books out. I can do my writing. And it's always the way. The mums of Guildford sniff it out. It opens. I find it. I get about six or seven beautiful weeks. And then the mums of Guildford find it and turn up with their kids who takes their kids to a luxury furniture outlet on a Sunday? Take them to a soft play centre. Take them somewhere fun. There's a park up the road. Swings and that. You're not buying furniture. Don't lie to me. No one's got that money. Or maybe they have. Quite an affluent area. But there's nothing worse than that when you see three tables ahead of you. And then there's a mum behind you with her mum mates. And they send their mate to grab, not one table, it's two mums, two mums, each with a kid. But it takes three tables because they, their push chairs have got to get in there. And then they've got to set the kit up to feed the kid because you can't just feed the kid from the table. You've got to put him in a special contraption that holds, it, I mean, I, that holds him up so you can feed him his mush. So that's three tables out before you even start. Welcome to Borderline. Number 36 in Poland. I'd move there. I'd move there. I've got a following in Poland, everybody. I'm massive in Poland. I'm massive in Warsaw. 
I'd move there tomorrow. You know, to, to be with my fans. If it weren't for the, the Brexit vote of four years ago, the vote of cretins. I don't know where you sit on the Brexit issue. This is not a political podcast. For the simple reason that I'm not smart enough. Like, my, my political insight extends literally to this. That Boris Johnson, what's he doing then, eh? Hey, what's he doing? Hey, old Boris. Old, old Boris, that, the cartoon character, old Boris. What's he up to, eh? They get away with it, don't they? They get away with it every time. He's a character. He's a character. Of course, I'll vote for him. But, um, you know, my political insight doesn't extend much further than that. Like, I can't give you nuanced political comedy. It's just not in my brain. That's the extent of my political... Na- and, I'm, and I shift and turn. I mean, I, I'm easily swayed when it comes to politics because I'll make my argument and then someone else will make a counter-argument. And my first thought is, well, they're obviously right, not me. I can be turned on a sixpence. That's why I try and keep this a politics-free zone. But, oh, Brexit winds me up. That's one thing that I... On any level, that is ridiculous. I don't care. I don't care. I'll probably lose listeners for saying this, but there we are. Rejoin tomorrow. Tonight, if you can. What's the matter with you? Look at the queues at Dover. Look at the rising prices. Look at the fact that I can't just walk through passport control anymore. Because that's what it boils down to. Simply that. How does it affect me? And it affects me. And I used to be able to swan into Europe, not tell anyone what I was doing and have a laugh and do some shows. And now I can't. Thank you, Brexiteers. That bloody word, Brexiteer. The, ba- the valiant Brexiteers. Like they're musketeers. I can just, like they're twirling their moustaches and brandishing their rapiers. <laughs> Carving a bee into the wall to show they've been there. The valiant Brexit here. It's weird. I've been away recently. It was a pain in the ass. I had to fill in. You know, you have to feel, explain where you're going and what you're doing now, and they stamp your passport and all that could chunk. That just that just says you ain't a citizen here anymore. You had rights here and now you don't. Could chunk. Get in there and whatever you do, don't stay longer than ninety days. And whatever you do, don't fall in love. Don't embrace the romance of the moment because there's rules now. If you fall in love, we're telling you you can't see her anymore. Not for more than 90 days a year. Well done. Sovereignty. But I was there. I was out in, in Europe working on a cruise ship, having filled in all the forms and all the big morale. And it's that thing of when you're out there and you realise that in this country, everyone thinks they're brilliant, but outside this country, no one else does. They all think we're a bit thick, and guess what? They've got a point right now. Again, not a political podcast. All I can hear is people turn this off all around the world. Ah, Buckles, we come to you for a bit of psychedelia and some sort of spiritual chat, and you're ranting about the Brexit. Why? Because I can't think of anything else except for... I've knocked myself... I've done myself a disservice this week by watching all of Cobra Kai in three days, which was a massive error on my part. You really should. I really should learn to sort of drag it out a little bit. I love it. Cobra Kai is flawless television. If you haven't watched it, it is obviously a uh, a continuation of the epic that is the Karate Kid saga. You've got the three films and then bought, uh, Cobra Kai is telling the story of where they're at now. And I love it. Many reasons to love it. The main reason being I love watching people from my youth that are still active and still doing good, entertaining shit. Like I love Keanu Reeves because 
you know, but it's Matrix film, which was not particularly good. But I still love the fact that I can go to the cinema and watch someone who is older than me still doing the business. Keanu Reeves is pushing 60, you know what I mean? And he's still the coolest kid on the block. It gives me hope for the future, that stuff. Buckles ain't done yet. It gives me inspiration. And Cobra Kai's like that. I'm looking at like Ralph Macchio. He's 60. He's 60. He looks about 12 still. There's a man that doesn't age. Very few of us like that. But there's not a wrinkle on his face. The Peter Pan of karate. Ralph Match. He's 60 something. I think he might be 61 now, but he doesn't look a day over 35. Reprising the role of uh, Daniel's son. But the whole show's great. The guy, I think it's William, I'm not sure how to pronounce his surname, and I apologise. I'm a massive fan of his. William starts with a Z, who plays Johnny, the main guy in it. Forgive me, that's, that's unforgivable that I can't remember how to pronounce his surname, but it is a funny spelling. And it's just now recording this that I've realised I've never heard it said out loud. I had that There was a girl I went out with years ago and I was convinced her name was one thing. And I was literally about six months ago, I, real, I, was, I when someone else said her name, and I realised that I've spent my whole life and no one else has ever said her surname in my presence. And now I've heard it, I had her surname completely wrong. For the um, however many years it is, 20 years that I knew her. <laughs> I just never said it out loud. So no one ever, it ever occurred to me that I could be completely mistaken. Anyway, William Duda starts with a Z. I will look it up. I will correct this on the next borderline because I'm a massive fan of his. And I am now completely embarrassed. But he's brilliant as Johnny. He's the rival protagonist in The Karate Kid. Um, and this, the show is just so, so, so watchable. No spoilers from me on season four. If you haven't seen it, don't panic. Um, but I burned through it, didn't I? And the thing about that is, while it's great and satisfying that you can do that in the modern world, the problem is that would have been 12 weeks of entertainment. If that was the back in the day when you used to watch Telly Telly, that would have been 12 weeks of entertainment. I burnt it in three and I've got to wait a year for the next bit. This is not the last series and it ends on a cliffhanger and I've got to wait a year now to get this, to get satisfaction, resolution. And if I'd watched it normally, like a normal person, half an hour a week, I'd have to wait, well, still a year, but, not, but it wouldn't have been quite so egregious. It would be about nine months or so. I'm forever doing that. I watched Dune. I don't know if anyone's seen Dune, but that doesn't, it's no, again, no spoilers, but it's no secret. That's only the first half of the story. They're, they're, they're doing Dune properly. This new Dune is incredible, by the way. Incredible. It's well worth a watch. It's, and it's done that Star Wars thing to me. And that, like, when I see Star Wars, when I, go, when I see a Star Wars film, I normally spend a couple of days afterwards pretending I've got the Force. Like walking up to shop doors that open themselves and doing, imagining that I'm doing it with the Force. Vroom. And it's like this with Dune, because in Dune you've got the voice. And uh, I've been trying to do the voice, <laughs> trying to make that work. I have no comedy on that because someone else has already done it better. It's somewhat upsettingly, there's a podcast, a brilliant uh, comedian, Chris, I always get his surname right, Chris Ella D'Elia. Chris D'Elia. And um, it was wonderful. I love watching his stuff, but he's got a superb routine on the voice. You know, when you watch a comedian, if you are a comedian... Or if you're any artist and you watch someone or look at someone's work who does what you do and you see something that they've done that you just wish you'd thought of. You just wish you'd gotten there first. I had that with Patton Oswalt. Mm. 
tea. Patton Oswalt has got this. It's not even a major bit. It's a throwaway line in one of his specials where he's he's, he's telling a story about a magician packing up his stuff in the, and he's done a gig with a magician. It's, it's a beautiful routine. Check it out. Uh, put Patton Oswalt and uh, magician into YouTube. Brilliant story about him working with a magician. And then the end of it is uh, he's in the rain out in the car park and he's, he imagines that he's living in a Tom Waits song and he starts singing this Tom Waits song as he's watching his magician pack his kit up. Oh, the sad old magician is packing up his suitcase like a... Now, I, it's a flawless... I love it. It's a small, short bit of a much larger show, but it's just one of those tiny, tiny moments where you, when I, my brain goes, Oh! Oh! That idea was out there in idea space and he downloaded it before I could. Oh, well done. Well done. Well done, you. I mean, it's a wonderful feeling, but at the same time, oh, I wish I'd thought of that. I could have taken that place here. See, my brain sees that and goes, that would have been like a whole bit. Do you know what I mean? Life is, because that's, I mean, Tom Waits. But, uh, and now I can't because someone else has done it and done it better. And that's how I feel about this Krista Elia talking about the voice in Dune, because I would love to talk about that right now and try and make it funny, but someone's already done it. <laughs> wow, we've tuned it to your podcast and it's got a bit weird, Danny. You're just talking about other people's ideas and how you wish you'd had them. The story of all our lives. And also weird that that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm like that about... I'm getting nut because Pat and Oswald had the Tom Waits idea before me. And I, oh, Krista Elliot got the, you know, the voice, I, the voice stuff before me. I'm not knocked about the fact Elon Musk got the idea for Starlink before me. A billion dollar idea. Like there was no way I was having that idea. I love Elon Musk, man. I could listen to him for hours. When he talks about the simulation theory, the idea we're all living in a computer game. Like if it was a nutter saying that to you in the pub. If someone in the pub explains simulation theory to you over a pint, just a random in the pub, you're in the pub chatting away and someone goes, oh, by the way, I think we're living in a computer game. Your first thought's going to be, nutter alert, right, call the police, don't want this. Yeah, all right, mate. Oh, is that the time? I've got to leave. What are you leaving for? You just started your pint. No, no, you're all right. We're you know, enjoy your computer game. You listen to Elon Musk talk about it in front of a room full of uh, Tesla people. Well, that's actually quite plausible. No, no, if Elon says it. Simulation theory. It's, it's an interesting little filter. I'm really enjoying it, actually, at the moment, thinking about things in them terms. If you don't know what I'm talking about, by the way, it's the idea that... Um, I'm, right, I'm going to get this wrong, but I'll give, it, I'll give it my best shot. It's Sunday, I'm tired. But the idea is this. That if you look at computer, the way computer games have developed over the last 15 years or so, um, you start off with Pong, which is like two sticks and a square dot going between it, and you end up where we are now with like Grand Theft Auto and these, these shoot 'em up games that the kids play. I'm not a gamer, so I don't really know the names of the games, but you know what I'm talking about. The way games are now, they're, we're, we're breathing down the neck of a, a game where it, might, it feels like reality. It, when it's going to feel like you're really there in this game, when you put on the headset and the VR goggles, and don't get and metaverse and all that, we're going to you know, we're going to be living on, online, which I find terrifying, but also you know exciting because I might as if, you know, if there's a computer world I can live in that's nicer than where I'm living now. I'm having it, but <laughs> plug me into that matrix. So the theory is there will come a point 
in the, at some point where there's a computer program running, which is basically a simulation of this reality, uh, a complete simulation um, of, rea of, of what we experience as reality, of this, of life. And now the question is, if that is going to happen at some point, and it is, that's not in that's not even arguable. That's going to happen. If it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, but how do we know it hasn't happened already? And that's what we're living now. How do we know this isn't a computer game? That this isn't a simulation? That simulation theory. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm not necessarily telling you what I believe. I'm telling you what it is in my simplistic, dumbass way. But the point is this. Elon believes it. Or he thinks it's a billion to one chance that we aren't. And he's smart. He's smarter than me. We're the same age, man. Look what he's done. Look what I've done. I've got this half-baked podcast. A weird kind of podcast with no point or purpose that I'm firing up once a week. What's he done? Move the stars. He's looking at colonising Mars. You know, casually. Just, what are you doing this weekend, Elon? I just thought I might try and colonise Mars. I've just done a borderline first. I paused the recording because I had to go and look up the guy's name. It's William Zabka. And I was talking about Elon Musk just now, but I couldn't let that go. Um, I'm such a massive fan of uh, Cobra Guy, and I'm such a massive fan of him that to not get his surname right was an insult. It's William Zabka. And he is brilliant. Uh, he is one of the funniest performers. Uh, and that part, Johnny Lawrence in Cobra Kai. I know I've just danced around a little bit. We are off Cobra Kai, weren't we? Now we're back on it. But I couldn't do that to him. When you're a fan of someone, you want to get their name right, at least. William Zabka. So there you go. I've, I could have waited for the next episode, but I fixed it now. That's what you do, mate. You replace your divots. When you walk the path of the Tao, you don't leave, you know, you don't leave mistakes in the wind. You try and correct your path as you go along, as you flow with the eternal moment. Anyway, my friends, it's Sunday and I've got a Tesco's cheese bake waiting for me. That's going to be my Sunday tea time. So, my friend, thank you for listening to Borderlines. Go find that Instagram page at Borderline with Danny Buckler. Follow, interact, talk to me, tell me, subscribe to this podcast. And uh, I will see you on the very next Borderline. Take care, friends. Happy Sunday.